0: Jessica Watts. You are listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM slash HD1 Evanston, Chicago. It's May 1st, 2023. Tonight on WNUR News. a Ball 2023. The return of the Hunger Games. What should I major in? And the B-List. Those stories coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. Thanks for tuning in. Northwestern students crowded into the Metro in Chicago last Thursday for this year's A&O Ball. Students sang, screamed, and even surfed to performances by featured artists Red Veil and 070 Shake. Reporters Michelle Huang and Maria Jimena-Aragon were there to witness it all.
1: A&O Productions held its annual ball this past Thursday. Northwestern students crowded into the metro in Chicago to see artist Redvale and headliner 070 Shake perform. WNUR News sent reporters Maria Jimena-Aragon and Michelle Huang to cover the event. The energy in the concert hall was electric as students waited for the opening act to begin. Red Veil burst onto stage to sounds of the crowd chanting his name.
2: Is right. the
1: is time. So, look, you won't to keep it all like this. We're almost out of here. I go by the name of Red Veil once again.
3: So, in my little songs, I just did right now, y'all just have to cold, and swim. And I to do this next
1: one. After Redvale's performance, students laughed and sang along to songs as they waited for the main act. The energy towards the front of the crowd was particularly high.
4: Hi. Hi. What, is? Hey. what are your names? Gloria.
2: Gloria? I'm Skyla. You know my name? Janelle? Yeah? <laughs> okay. How has the show been so far?
5: It's been crazy.
4: Co-razy. 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 No, it's been a good time. Like Rebel had so much energy. It was so good. Oh no, yeah. And the mosh pit, I don't know, it was good. I
6: like the song. Okay, so how was the first part of the show so far? How do you It was so fun.
4: I didn't expect to get to the front. I like wasn't trying to and then the mosh pit just like moved me here. It was so excited. <laughs> how
2: do you feel now waiting for O7 O to come on? I'm so excited. This is
4: way better than the fallen no-show, I have to be honest. I'm enjoying it way more. <laughs> I thought I was going to die Travis Scott style of me I, I literally almost got crushed by the frat bros, but this time I'm on the clear, I'm at the front.
1: As minutes passed, students grew more and more eager for 070 Shake to appear. The excitement was brewing. Are you guys big fans of 070 Shake? I oh, know, oh, yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> hell yes. I
4: need to hear her sing Glitter, Stranger, all those songs live. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so I am really waiting for her to come on I'm excited. I'm so hyped right now. Like, I cannot wait
1: for it to come out. Finally, wine glass in hand, 070 Shake stepped up to the microphone and began her first song. The audience members even received a sneak peek into one of the artist's unreleased tracks. But the true highlight of the performance came when 070 Shake pointed into the crowd and selected a student to join her on stage. How
3: are they to see your friend up there? Amazing! This is one of our guys and he just had a blast. I wish I was up there with him because this is amazing. What did he just do? What did he just do? Crowd surfed. Jumped full length, crowd served a whole length, and went crazy.
1: The show ended in a frenzy of sore throats and sweaty faces. Some uh, immediately like piled on WNUR reporters headed towards the neighboring raising canes for an oh so satisfying late night meal.
5: What are you talking about? This is your first time at canes since when? <laughs> What is this? Oh, I'm so excited. First bite, what, what do
1: we begin with, the toast, the fries, not the fries, the chicken? <laughs> and for a few lucky, lingering students, the night ended on a chance encounter with 07-O Shake herself.
6: No, no, you just DM me on my team and you're gonna get it every concert for free.
1: For WNUR News, I'm Michelle Huang. Welcome to arts and entertainment. The Hunger Games, the story of a
0: dystopian world that debuted in the early 2010s, has been popping up again in the pop culture sphere. Brandon Kondritz investigates the resurgence's roots and what new and old fans have to say about it. Warning, this episode may contain spoilers about the series.
3: Has this catchy, trumpet-filled melody been on your TikTok For You page recently? To some, it's only the most recent trending sound. But for others, it's a trip down memory lane. It's one of the tracks on the soundtrack for The Hunger Games, the story of a dystopian world that's been experiencing a recent resurgence. Where the, where the- The Hunger Games is a trilogy of novels that were later adapted into four action-packed movies. It all began in 2008 when the first book hit shelves nationwide. And in 2015, the final movie, Mockingjay Part 2, was released in theaters. In that seven-year period, the story of Katniss Everdeen, Peta Malark, and the oppression of Panem's 12 districts dominated pop culture. I
4: grew up on The Hunger Games. I was obsessed with The Hunger Games when I was a kid. And so I still think about it from time to time. I think I'd be in District 4.
3: That's Medill first year, Juliet Allen. Although she was an avid Hunger Games fan in her youth, she was surprised to see it resurfacing on social media last month.
4: Initially, I feel like a lot of people started seeing a lot of TikToks about the Hunger Games. So I, I was watching them, and like I was slowly getting more and more Hunger Games TikToks. And then I found out that Hunger Games was on Netflix for a limited time.
3: Only for the month of March, all four movies were available for fans to enjoy, but signs show that it goes beyond pure nostalgia.
4: A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which I believe was about President Snow, it's like a prequel about President Snow, is coming out as a movie Soon, whenever movie studio does the Hunger Games. You know, work something out with Netflix, stressed that they were only there for a month, gave people a very limited amount of time to watch it, and then, like, Netflix cut us all off, and now everyone wants more Hunger Games, which is, like, gonna sell tickets to Ballad of Songbirds 6. I volunteer as
6: tribute!
3: Author Suzanne Collins released The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes as a novel in 2020, and the movie adaptation will be released later this year. Even if it was a marketing tactic by the film's producers, it has revived the pop culture world's love for the series. School of Communication first year Mayrin Quirk has enjoyed the opportunity to reminisce.
4: I think a lot of things from our like teen, young adult era is coming back because you know we're in college, we're a little homesick maybe. We just want to like relive our youth.
3: She's seen the references about reapings, star-crossed lovers, jabberjays, and more on her TikTok for you page. Quirk says longtime obsessions are being revived, especially a clip from movie two of Sam Claflin, who plays Finnick O'Dare, drinking from a spile.
4: Finnick in the spile? That is, I have seen that on TikTok. I think the thirst for S- Sam Claflin is... Just coming back
3: for school of communication first year Ellen Darmstadter. The revival has been a good reminder of the role the books played in her childhood.
4: I love those movies. I just think they're great. I'm not a big action movie person, but I just thought they're a really good adaptation of the books. I read the books first and I really liked them, so I was just excited seeing them coming back, seeing people excited about them.
3: And when asked if Darmstadter has any favorites in the series, she was quick to answer.
4: I think catching fire is the best. I just think that the costumes are great. Effie I love her outfits they're fantastic and also it just is a really great pivotal moment where there's a lot of uncertainty about you know Katniss and Peeta does anyone actually believe their love acts but then they're also finding out that they do kind of like each other and I think it's just portrayed really well
5: let the 75th Hunger Games begin may the odds be ever in your favor
3: the movies are gaining traction among new fans too. Weinberg first year. Margaret Sprig Dudley knew a little about the series, but is enjoying digging into the plot.
4: I have watched two of the movies so far. I'm loving them. Good story. I like the characters. I thought I knew kind of the overarching plot of the whole like
3: set, but apparently I only knew the plot of one of the movies, so I'm excited to see what will happen with all of the Hunger Games content, flooding TikTok, Sprig Dudley has found herself steering clear of social media to avoid spoilers.
4: Sometimes like, a video will come up about The Hunger Games and I'll like scroll away or something. So I have been making a little bit of an effort because I am in the middle of
3: watching it. And for some, like Weinberg first year Ainsley Lauer, The Resurgence has been a good excuse to explore something completely new.
2: I'm kind of excited about it because I never got into The Hunger Games the first time around. So now that it's coming back, I can actually appreciate it.
3: Not all of the content flooding social media about The Hunger Games has been nostalgic though. Some creators have been intensely analyzing characters and key scenes. Alan has seen these videos firsthand.
4: There's this one girl who like posts theories and like her thoughts on the Hunger Games books and movies. Her TikToks are are pretty interesting what she said. Her the content is pretty interesting.
3: Alan's referring to Loretta Lara, at Lucky Lefty on TikTok. She's made dozens of videos diving into everything from the evolution of Effie Trinket's outfits to Caesar Flickerman's political role in the games themselves.
5: Caesar Flickerman
7: is a captivating side character, made even more intriguing by the debate that surrounds him on where his loyalties truly lie. On the one hand, Katniss doesn't speak harshly of him in the books in the way she often does other high-ranking capital officials. When it comes to reality TV, people tend to gravitate towards drama and conflict. And so when Katniss is getting ready for her interview with Flickerman, one of her fears is that Flickerman is going to try and make a fool of her. However, he surprises her by treating her and her fellow tributes with dignity. And I am using that word extremely
3: lightly here. Despite the deeply analytical content circulating about the series, Lauer believes the return is simply a way of bringing back a beloved series of movies.
2: And I think this time around, there's a different sort of view of it. You know, people take it a little less seriously. And while it may have some underlying political messages, I think now the main purpose is like nostalgia and entertainment.
3: Although the movies are now off of Netflix, new and old fans alike are still watching on other streaming services. And they're looking ahead to November, when the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes will hit theaters.
4: I love the Hunger Games. There are much worse games to play.
3: For WNUR News, I'm Brandon Condritz.
0: As the school year comes to an end, many freshmen find themselves pursuing a very different academic path than what they had intended prior to college. Courtney Kim has the story.
7: Freshman year of college is a whirlwind of new experiences, emotions, and contemplations as we face new challenges and rediscover our own interests. As the school year comes closer to the end, the question that haunts many of us is, what will I major in? Northwestern offers a diverse selection of 132 major, minor, or certification programs that students can choose from. But sometimes, more choices entail harder decisions. As freshmen, we stand at the crossroads of endless possibilities, brimming with dreams, hopes, and aspirations for what life in adulthood would bring us. Today, we'll explore the stories of those who dared to venture beyond the confines of familiarity and explore the unknown. First-year Hewan Yu, a former Neuroscience and Psychology major, is one of many students who dropped out of the pre-med track early on in the year.
6: Before I came to college, I was very much on like a one path in my head where I was like, I'm gonna become a psychiatrist, I'm gonna do like double major in Neuroscience and Psychology, and then maybe a minor in Creative Writing, and I'm gonna go to med school.
7: But the infamous first-year chemistry sequence led her to reconsider her decisions.
6: And I was stressing, and I was like, why am I stressing? Like, do I want it this badly? Like, do I want 12 more years of this? Mm. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, A spoiler okay. alert.
7: <laughs> Hewan, being the meticulous planner she is, didn't have much trouble landing on another career path pretty quickly. After thorough research of the job market and self-reflection, she was able to narrow down her choice to one.
6: I was like, I'm definitely interested in psychology, which is why I went to like psychiatry because I was like, they make a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And I've always been good at like talking about people with their issues, <laughs> you know? so I might as well make it a career. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that there are a lot of more options that I could do to use like my skill set that I have right now because I feel like I would. Um, I also want to utilize like my writing skills, which mm-hmm. I have, and I. feel... I eventually landed on IO psychology, like now I feel pretty confident in my choice.
7: On the other hand, plenty of students have yet to figure out their exact career path. The freshman's journey is peppered with exploration, attending captivating lectures, engaging in thought-provoking discussions, and seeking guidance from professors, advisors, and fellow students. They immerse themselves in a world where knowledge abounds, and every conversation holds the potential to shape their destiny. First year Catherine Yang found herself changing her mind almost every day about the path she wanted to pursue.
5: I came in as a dual degree in economics and piano performance. And I ended up kind of um, not wanting to do the dual degree after my experience in fall quarter, because I didn't want to be in a practice room for hours on end um, every single day, which I quickly realized
7: Catherine, who had played piano rigorously since the age of four, came to an unexpected realization that she did not want to pursue music in the same way she had before. After questioning her own interests, strengths, and values, she discovered a plethora of fields that interest her,
5: and she's just getting started in all of them. So now I envision my future as having like three paths one business and more economics stuff or um, science and research which i've been interested in since high school but i didn't really have many opportunities to explore research in high school so i think i might um, do some work study in material science over the summer or whatever science research opportunities (coughs) i can get my hands on and just like try things out and see if I want to do like maybe a chemistry major um, or if that ends up not working out, I'll just do an econ major or a CS major.
7: (laughs) (laughs) But it's not always a smooth sailing, doubt, uncertainty and the fear of making the wrong choice may haunt many people along the way.
5: well, I would say that the process of figuring things out is like very it's like continuous and it's been very very rough emotionally because I'm the kind of person who likes to have things planned out, have things like like I know what I'm going to do years in advance. So that's been really stressful for me.
7: Students also gained valuable insight during this stressful process of rediscovery that they wish their peers and incoming freshmen would
5: benefit from. Try to do what you're truly interested in. Like, don't go for things just because you've heard, oh, they're prestigious or like they have a great starting salary or whatever. Just try to do what you're most um, interested in, because I think that's what guarantees like long-term happiness is doing what you're truly interested in.
7: For WNUR News, I'm Courtney Kim.
0: Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.21 p.m. Central Time. Today's B-List, the Met Gala, the NFL Draft, NBA playoffs, and Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell drama.
2: Allison Rauch has the scoop. Welcome to the B-List, your weekly roundup of celebrity mess and pop culture. This week, fashion, dating, and a whole lot of sports. It's the first Monday in May, which means the Met Gala is back in New York City. This year's theme pays tribute to the late Karl Lagerfeld. The German designer served as creative chair of Chanel and Fendi until his death in 2019. Some have criticized the theme as problematic, given Lagerfeld's history of racist, sexist, and fatphobic comments. Vogue.com's Met Gala live stream started at 5.30pm CST. In Celebrity, rumors are swirling around Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. They have been press-touring for their upcoming rom-com, Anyone But You. Fans believe their red-carpet chemistry may point to an off-screen romance brewing. Model Gigi Paris, who had been dating Powell, seemingly hinted on Instagram that they had broken up. For her parts, Sweeney is still engaged to restaurateur Jonathan DeVino. In sports, we've got news on the court, the ice, and the gridiron. The NFL draft took place last Thursday in Kansas City. And despite our football team's reputation, four Northwestern players were drafted. The best pick was offensive tackle Peter Skronsky, picked 11th overall going in the first round to the Tennessee Titans. The first round of NBA playoffs concluded last week with its fair share of shocking moments. Most notably, the Miami Heat punched their ticket to the conference semifinals over the Milwaukee Bucks in overtime last Wednesday. Joining them there are the Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, and the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors. Conference semifinal games have already started, with the Nuggets beating the Suns in the first game of their series Saturday, and the Heat beating the Knicks yesterday. Tonight, the 76ers and Celtics start their series at 6.30 p.m. CST, and the Nuggets and Suns play again tonight at 9 p.m. CST. Round one of the NHL playoffs also wrapped up last week, and if you don't care about hockey, start caring now. Huge news for the Seattle Kraken, the youngest team in the league knocked out the defending champs, the Colorado Avalanche, in a seven-game series. And the Boston Bruins, who set the league scoring record this regular season, fell in overtime last night to the Florida Panthers. Other teams still vying for the cup are the Edmonton Oilers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Dallas Stars, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Either the New York Rangers or New Jersey Devils will join them. They face off for a Game 7 matchup tonight at 7 p.m. CST. That's all for the B-List this week. Check in next Monday to hear about what happens this week in pop culture. For WNUR News, I'm Allison Rauch. A
0: look at the weather for tonight. The saying, April showers bring May flowers, seems to be running a little behind this year, as rain will continue until around 7 p.m. tonight. For the rest of tonight and into tomorrow, high winds and cloudy skies are expected. The high tomorrow is 50 degrees, and the low is 40 degrees. Taking a look into the headlines. Peter Skronsky was selected as the 11th overall draft pick by the Tennessee Titans. The All-American is the highest-drafted Wildcat since 1983 when Chris Hinton was selected as the number 4 draft pick to the Denver Broncos. After declaring for the NFL draft as a junior, he was regarded as the top offensive lineman by several news outlets. From Northwestern, Evan Hall, Atatomiwa Adeborwe, and Cameron Mitchell were also drafted. 20-year-old Jalen Murray has been charged with one felony count of first-degree murder and two felony counts of attempted first-degree murder in relation to the shooting on Clark Street Beach on April 12th. Jaquise Irby was pronounced dead at the scene, and two 15-year-old boys from Skokie suffered injuries. Five people were killed in Cleveland, Texas, including one 8-year-old child following a shooting. A manhunt is currently underway for Francisco Apresa, who fled the shooting on Friday night. The five victims were living in the same home and were neighbors to Oppressa, although it is unsure how the victims were related according to authorities. Ranging from ages 31 to 8, the victims were all reportedly shot above the neck by Oppressa after asking him to stop shooting rounds in his backyard. Jack Harlow released his third studio album, Jackman, on Friday. With 10 tracks on the album and no features, Harlow is as raw and emotional as ever. Covering hard-hitting topics such as rape and molestation in his record Gang, 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 and discussing the controversies regarding him being an industry plant as a white rapper in It Can't Be, Harlow takes a completely opposite approach than the one he took in his last album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You. The album also reached number one on Apple Music. That's all for WNUR News at 6. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other WNUR news stories on our website, WNUR.news. That's WNUR.news. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our producer today is John Ferrara, and our reporters are Michelle Huang, Brandon Kondritz, and Courtney Kim. From all of us here at WNUR News, thanks for listening. I'm Jessica Watts. Catch our next newscast on Wednesday, May 3rd at 6 p.m. Now back to scheduled programming.